Welcome to the A-Train Show. Social commentator, Brendalyn Royal. So it's kind of difficult for people to wrap their brains around two people of the opposite sex truly just being friends. Because it's so uncommon. You it, don't, it you is. don't hear that. Of course, of course. You know, you have men who will take advantage of a female friendship where... Uh, you know, they may see her down and about and they try to sleep with her or they try to take advantage of her. And that's just not, that's never been the case. On the In The Zone Network. City to city, state to state, worldwide, you are in the zone, baby. Hey, this is Erica Fernandez from Black Sports Online, your girl, Curls and Sports, and this is the Price Check Podcast. Welcome to another episode of the Price Check Podcast. I am your host, Josh Price, my man Arlington the A-Train Lane in the studio with me today. Arlington, how are you, sir? I'm doing good, man. How about you, man? Hey, you know, we're we slowly coming about a quarantine. I, I haven't given up full quarantine just yet. There's only a few places I'm allowed to go. <laughs> I uh, gotta stay safe out here. I can't can't be out here catching the Rona with with everybody else, you know. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, Shout but, out to those in the Ozarks. Oh, uh, look, yeah, y'all. <laughs> I, I, I can, this is a safe space. Y'all white folks is wild. <laughs> y'all white folks is wild. Because the video I saw didn't have any black people in it, so I feel it's pretty safe to say that y'all white folks is out there wild. But, um, not going to be a super long show today, but definitely want to uh, discuss NBA's plan to return from uh, the, you know, I guess hiatus that they've been on since the coronavirus outbreak hit. Um, and then also want to uh, give a brief shout out at the end of the podcast and kind of tying in uh, current events that are going on with the George Floyd uh, murder, let's call it what it was, uh, in Minneapolis. So, starting things off. Uh, we're starting to see some traction now with the NBA's plan to return. Uh, Adam Silver, commissioner of the NBA, had a conference call with the Board of Governors, which uh, includes all of the team owners. Uh, I believe that was yesterday, Friday, uh, in which he set the target start date for play being July 31st. Uh, initial reports were that it was July 25th, but looking at somewhere within that week time span uh, to get basketball started in. So um, they've been in exploratory conversations, as they put it, with Disney's uh, Wide World of Sports in Orlando. They have plenty of arenas already set up there, plenty of space for games. So kind of makes sense to bring all the teams to one spot, let them play the games how they need to, boom, get through whatever amount of games you need to get to before your playoffs start. Now, the number of games before the playoff starts is where this thing gets tricky. So, Sham Sharania of uh, The Athletic and I believe Stadium also tweeted out that there were four scenarios in which, um, you know, the league was looking at returning. So, first of those scenarios just being, hey, 16 teams come out here to Orlando, just the playoff teams, we'll start the playoffs immediately, boom, it is what it is. Uh, second, was a 20-team kind of group uh, group play or stage play similar to what they do for the World Cup. So you take, let's say, if you're going by the first four overall seeds and making you know, four groups of five teams, right? The Lakers, Bucks, I 
believe the Raptors and Clippers will fact check me here in a second. But basically, the top two seeds in each conference, which uh, Milwaukee, Toronto, and the two LA teams, would basically be the best teams in each one of those four groupings. Um, and then you kind of fill in the rest of the uh, 20 teams from there. So the way the World Cup does it, uh, they do a random draw. So, you know, you take your, let's say, if they do eight groups, they'll take the top eight ranked groups um, and randomly draw teams to add in those groups, you know, one group at a time. Um, that could get a little bit dicey for the NBA if you go that route because if I'm Milwaukee and because in the group stage play, it's important to note that conferences will be taken out of it. So you would be in a group with a mixture of teams from both the Western and Eastern Conference. If I'm the Bucks, why do I want to play in a group where, let's say, I potentially have, you know, if we're doing this at random, let's say I have the 76ers, the Rockets, the Mavericks, and, you know, the Magic in my grouping. You know, you got a couple teams that you know you can beat, but at the same time, why make my route harder than what I've worked for being? You know, you've worked hard in the regular season to be the number one team. I should be able to, you know, gradually – go about increasing, you know, my opponent's caliber of play uh, as we go on. So, group stage play is a thought. Uh, they also thought about adding 22 teams with a, I guess, few games remaining in the regular season to allow teams to determine seeding. Play-in tournament being added in for the final seeds in each conference. Um, and then there's also the thought of bringing all 30 teams down to Orlando playing up until about 72 regular season games, which at the point where um, the NBA shut down, everybody was right at the 64 to 65 game mark. So you play seven to eight regular season games and then also have the play-in tournament. Outside looking in for me, you can immediately scrap the 30-team idea because why am I bringing the Cavaliers, the Warriors, the Suns? Like, these teams have no chance to play. What am I, what am I doing? What are we bringing in the for? We're going to risk not being able to play a playoffs all because we want to complete a full regular season. No, let's skip that. The 22-team idea is kind of in the same spot for me because, again, I personally don't think we need to do anything within the regular season. Just go straight to the playoffs. Get your 16 teams because if we look at it as the standings are, the 8th seed in the East right now is the Orlando Magic. The 8th seed in the West is the Memphis Grizzlies. The Magic are five and a half games up on the Wizards for that 8th seed. The Wizards, by the way, 16 games under 500. Why do we need them even having a chance at the playoffs? They've had their shot. They played 64 games. They only won 24 of them. We don't need to see anything else. They don't need to be in the playoffs. Um, the West is a little tricky, though, because if you're adding four teams to get to 20, the four teams that you're adding that aren't currently in the playoffs by record would have to come from the Western Conference. So you've got Portland, New Orleans, Sacramento, San Antonio, all on the outside looking in, but all within four games of the final eight spot in the West. It's in the league's best interest to give players like Zion Williamson, Damian Lillard, the opportunity to get into the playoffs. In any other situation, I probably would be okay with that. I personally, though, do not feel like we need to have a play-in game for 
the eight seed because, again, San Antonio, y'all, 27 and 36. It's a losing record. I'm sorry. It is what it is. You, We played six. Even before I get to that point, let's backtrack this. When they had the lockout season in 2012, 2013, they played 66 games. Was what it was. You've played 64 to 65 for most of these teams. Why is that any different this going? Ride it out with the 16 teams that you have. Is what it is. The, I understand that they may want to, you know, get the ratings as big of a boost as they possibly can, draw in as many people as you possibly can. But what we have to realize is this is not a typical situation. People are going to tune into these basketball games because we haven't had basketball in almost three months. At least live basketball. Yeah, you're, you're not watching 2019-2020 NBA regular season games since, what, March 11th? Right. They're going to watch these anyway. Me, even Lakers fan, I'm going to watch the Lakers kick Memphis's teeth in <laughs> for, you know, four or five games, whatever. We're going to watch this. Like, nobody, nobody is saying that you have to give us any extra incentive. We've been quarantined. We haven't had live sports. You're going to give us something that we already want. I, I don't see the purpose. You may have a, a different opinion on this, and I, I don't know, but me personally, just go with the 16 teams. This is how I'm looking at it. I'm looking at it from a safety standpoint, and if I'm being a wimp, oh, oh well. I'm looking at it, just go ahead and – Shut it down, man. Like, I get it. Everybody wants to have their sports. I I do, too. I want it. But at the same time, man, I, I'm not the smartest man in the room, and I don't care, you know. But I want, a, I want them to be safe. Because let's not forget that day that Rudy Gobert messed around and tested positive right. coronavirus, man. It changed. It changed, it changed a lot. And so... Heaven forbid that it does happen again. Let's say that they do bring it back. Right. And I'm just going to go on a whim and say, let's say they do the 16 and bring, let's say, let's just have a playoffs. And then it's just an example. This is not real. Okay. Giannis has tested positive for coronavirus. That changes the whole complexion yeah. that quick. It's like, what do we come back for? Right. So, and that that's also something that teams are teams and the league are going to have to answer is if somebody tests positive does this thing get shut down again or are y'all just comfortable rolling it out here and saying okay look that person got to go quarantine for 2 weeks and it is what it is. And that could change the complexion of the playoff. Right, because for your example, if Giannis let's say again, you know, God forbid that he gets the coronavirus in round 1, yeah, that might not that might not hurt them then. That's like Derrick Rose being out for the Bulls back in 2012. Yeah. Two Same weeks. Two weeks, you could be gone. You could look up in two weeks, and that's the difference between you winning round one and five and then going in round two and losing in six. Like that two weeks isn't a Or get bounced in round one. That's what I'm saying. Like in seven games. Two weeks is not as long of a period of time when it when you're talking about the playoffs as you would like the regular season. Regular season, you know, over the course of 14 days, you might play five games. Now, 14 days, you're trying 
they're going to have to try to get as many of these games done in a short period of time because they don't know what is going to happen in you know in regards to the bodies. So um, again, this is the Price Check Podcast. I'm of course your host Josh Price talking through this NBA you know plan for return. Just go with the 16 teams. Though. If it does return, then yes, you just have to you just gonna have to do it. Me personally, I feel like they shouldn't even do that, but. Since the possibility is marking, because after the recent news about baseball, yeah, making its return, oh, the NBA, you know it's well, you've got come on over the train, <laughs> I'm telling you, they go hopping on, man. Well, so you've got you've got baseball moving towards a return now. The NFL, which I don't expect the NFL to miss out on any checks. Let's be honest, R- Roger Goodell ain't missing out on no money. The owners aren't missing out on no money in the NFL, but. They're, of course, moving towards, and everything that they've said is that they're moving towards their regular season taking place as though there's nothing different, like there's no pandemic going on. Apparently, hockey has already set their return. I don't know if they set a date, but they've got a 24-team playoff, which sounds like a joke to me as well. Um, So everybody else has some type of momentum going right now towards a return. The NBA has to at least have a plan. Who knows if it works out the exact way that they want it to. Chances are it probably won't. But for them to at least here on May 31st to know that, okay, two months from now we are pushing to have this thing restarted again, that does also give you some time between now and then to put some contingencies in place. So, you know, however they have to do it. Now, as much as I'm against this whole play-in idea I do think it would be interesting to see how that plays out if they do go that route so let's say you know you have a play-in for the eight seed in each conference um, we can't forget you know at least in the east anyway the Wizards while they weren't very close to making the playoffs and really weren't a great team all year Bradley Beal was having one hell of a season. Same thing for Damian Lillard with the Blazers. Those two guys are two examples of if, you know, a guy gets hot for two, three games in a row, anything can happen. So it would be fun to see, you know, let's say, you know, Memphis has to play Portland or if they're opening this up to seven and eight seeds, let's say Dallas plays New Orleans, Memphis, Portland for those two seeds. Those would be some pretty good games to tune into, especially if this is like, you know, their work, their version of a warm-up before you get back into the playoffs. Uh, because, again, every indication from them talking to the players that they talked to a couple weeks ago, surveys of the league, everybody feels like they have to play some game before the playoffs start. So, from a player standpoint and getting into a rhythm, getting your legs back under you, I get that. Um... The GMs also voted on this topic. 75% of those GMs, I believe, wanted to do this play-in idea. So, they're looking at it from the standpoint of, we got to make up this money somehow, so this is how we're about to do it. Again, I get it. I don't think that's the best plan. Am I going to tune in regardless? Yes, but that's also why I'm saying just go straight to the playoffs because everybody who's asking for the NBA to come back is asking for it because this is playoff time. 
you got to think. We're at the end of May. This is like we would be watching the conference finals right now. Correct. We yeah, the regular season's fun. All, all that. Just give us the playoff series. That's what we want. Give the people what they want. It's practically set. Yeah, like that. Again, you have three and a half games between eight and nine in the West. You've got f- what? Five and a half in the East. Just, just do it. Come on, man. Like, I, I, like this is not this is not the time to hand out participation trophies and give everybody a chance, dog. This is not the time. And I know people would love to see. Oh, I want to see if Portland. Oh, I want to see if New Orleans and Sacramento can make the playoffs. I want to see Zion. Well, guess what? You can't. Sorry. <laughs> you can't, man. You're just going to have to wait hey, till next season. Dang. Portland, better luck next year. New Orleans, better luck next year. Zion, just get ready for next year. Yeah, like, and, and guess what? I'm pretty sure the Pelicans wouldn't be mad at having another lottery pick that can add to Zion Williams. Hey, and for Greg Popovich, this is the first time, his first full, I think it's his first full year that he had a losing record? Yeah. Sorry. Because you can't. I'm not gonna count his first year because it was on an interim basis, right? But this is his probably his first year as a head coach. And so even so, even bringing in the Spurs, who of us that has watched the NBA this year thinks the Spurs have a chance at anything if they did get to the playoffs? Hell, they probably would lose their first playing game. <laughs> I, I look real talk. We don't want to see, and I, I know for a fact nobody wants to see the damn Kings in the playoffs. Ain't nobody asking for that. If you don't live in Sacramento, why do you want to see the Kings in the playoffs? You got a point there. Come on, man. Let's get straight to it. You still got a good storyline with John Morant, you know, leading Memphis to the playoffs as a rookie. Quietly has kept that still a game under 500. Like, you know, you still got enough storylines. Luka making his first playoff appearance and having to go in the first round against this Clippers team that, you know, looks like a defensive juggernaut on paper and has looked great when they've all played together this year. Like, you got enough storylines. Hell, Kyrie Irving and Kevin Durant might come back for the Nets all week if they get to the playoffs. I would say this. Out of the 16 teams that you see currently, 13 of them have 500 or record. Actually, yeah, 500 record or better. Yeah. You only, On their marks, man. You're only below 500 for the last two teams in the East and Memphis in the West. Um, and Dallas right there on the cusp of being at 600. So it would have been like – yeah. You would have had at least 13 teams above six. Now, what I will say is I do get the idea that even if you're not allowing the teams on the outside looking in to try to get in, you may want to give teams who are in a chance to adjust seeding and things like that. So, like, if I'm Dallas, I probably would want to play, you know, three or four more games because I'm only a game and a half behind OKC and Houston for the fifth seed. Being the fifth seed and playing Utah is a lot different than being the seventh seed and playing the Clippers. Right. So that part I would understand. But all this about giving these guys a chance to, you know, have a play in and maybe, you know, add some spice to the last seeds and stuff like that. Look, don't nobody in the conversation for these seven to eight seeds have a legitimate shot at the title. Let's skip it. Let's skip it. Because we're the Magic aren't going to the Eastern Conference Finals. The Wizards damn sure ain't going to the Eastern Conference Finals. And they ain't even in the playoffs. Yeah, I don't care how hot Dame gets for Portland. He not, he's not winning multiple playoff series this year. 
Same thing for Zion. As much as we want to see Zion get out here and put up some highlights, nobody believes the Pelicans are winning the playoffs. Great. Your your prize for winning this play-in game is a seven-game series with the Los Angeles Lakers and LeBron James and Anthony Davis. Way to go. <laughs> Hell of right. a season. Right. Exactly. Come on, man. Let, let's, let's cut it. Go straight to the playoffs and, and get through it how we need to because the thought is that if they are starting games – July 31st, they need to have the season, the draft, and free agency done, or I guess they need to have free agency started by October 1st. The draft would be fine because they're going to just go as normal. They're pretty much going to follow the same lines as what the NFL draft did, and it's going to be shorter right? because it's just two rounds. So uh, I don't expect anybody to come up Shake the hand with uh, Adam Silver. That ain't going to happen, man. Right. And so I I see that the draft is still going to happen. You're just going to have to do it virtually. Mm-hmm. And But what that's going to lead to is you really pressing for time when you're talking about you want to return July 31st. Because yes. then you're looking at you won't have – there won't be no – this is the vacation. You're getting the vacation now. Yeah. So I see what you're trying to do, but that's going to play – a whole it's gonna be a whole different monster right well there, so this kind of leads back to what we talked about at the beginning of our last episode of the price check um where we talked about permanently resetting the nba calendar um because i think also what is kind of showing itself right now is that while they're also talking about these playing tournaments and things like that adam silver has also and the owners themselves as well have looked at different ways that they can reset the calendar to start the season a little bit later or add in these play-in tournaments and things like that to, one, keep ratings high, but then also, you know, the start of the NBA season, most people don't care about it until about Christmas Day anyway because we're still in full football swing. Right. So, you know, if, let's say, your free agency starts October 1st, they might end up pushing the NBA, you know, season to start around Christmas Day. Wouldn't necessarily be mad at that. But then you are now going to go from, you know, starting the season Christmas Day every year to playing your finals late summer, early fall. It's an adjustment, but, I mean, if you're going to try anything, now's the time to try it. I guess so. I mean... Like I said, my my stance still remains, man. I don't think they should do it at all. Should just gonna have to reset when the time comes for October, uh, because you want to make sure that everything is safe. Yeah. And again, I don't. I miss sports. I miss it a lot, you know. But I miss live sports. That is. Yeah. Uh, but at the same time, man, these families are being impacted putting your athletic individual out there on the court with this still this is still going yeah so if anybody gets impacted with this it's going to turn a lot of heads and it's going to make major problems could be major problems again and not to mention there were more NBA players than just Rudy Gobert that had the coronavirus so Kevin Durant had it there was four Nets players, not just him. Uh, four Nets players total, I believe, that had the coronavirus. Uh, Marcus Smart had it. Donovan Mitchell, Rudy Gobert's teammate, had it. Grateful and, that they all have 
recovered. Recovered from it. Yeah, definitely grateful for that. But, you know, you've seen this impact your league already. So, I'm with you in saying that if you're going to do this, you can only do this knowing for a fact that everybody's going to be safe. Because if there is a question, then you just you got to shut it down. As much as it would suck for your bottom line, as much as it would suck for you know the players that still want to go out and get these checks, it is what it is, man. Like you got to make sure that you can still have a product to give people later, more so than just for now. So. Uh, for those of y'all just tuning in, of course, this is the Price Check Podcast. Josh Price here on the In The Zone Network. Um, before we get out of here and wrap this thing up, um, I would definitely be remiss if I did not at least in some way, shape, or form uh, acknowledge you know, what transpired in Minneapolis this week and the you know, murder and death of George Floyd. Um, you know, Officers up there definitely acting unlawfully. And how they went about that arrest, uh, an arrest where they tried to say that he was resisting arrest, and all the video shows us that that was not the case. Uh, you had the officer with, you know, his knee in George Floyd's neck to the point where he could not breathe, uh, and later went on to, uh, you know, be confirmed dead at the hospital. So um, I want to bring this up specifically. Um, and how it kind of ties into the basketball world because we've seen former NBA player Steven Jackson be very vocal uh, not only about his relationship with George Floyd but also uh, taking time out to go to Minnesota um, and speaking out directly to some of those crowds um, not only about his relationship but just the you know the level of injustice that we as black people have seen now um, not only just in recent years but um, you know for centuries in this country so um, I say that to say I really applaud Steven Jackson even outside of what his relationship was personally with Mr. Floyd um, but I applaud him for not being afraid to go into the fire and directly into the situation and you know use his voice use his platform uh to speak out so um if you have not seen uh i don't want to really want to call it an interview or a press conference um but he was speaking in in front of a a group of folks uh there in minneapolis here this week um if you have not seen that video i did retweet it on my uh twitter feed um you can definitely find it on social media uh there's also you know video from him the day of finding out and you know him you know kind of speaking out on everything but uh definitely check that out because i think what he said in that uh spoke volumes in terms of not only just this situation but why black people as a whole have responded the way that they have to this particular one because it it definitely hits a little bit harder in this case um, than some of the other situations that we've seen in the past so uh, you know stack jackets they call them definitely shout out to you for being out there on the front lines and speaking out about this to all the other celebrities athletes that have spoken out about this definitely you know major kudos because again we as a people have had enough happen to us over the years where, you know, obviously we know it's messed up. We know, uh, you know, change has to come. But at some point, you got to kind of put your foot down and, and make it known that change either has to happen now or, or you know, it's going to be some smoke in the city. And as you can see in Minneapolis, they, they damn near burnt the damn city down. And, and I... I'm not going to, you know, get too much into the political views or, you know, kind of what that means. But 
um, at the end of the day, you know, like Stephen Jackson said and many other people have said, you know, this week, you got to stand for something or you fall for anything. You got to, you know, we can't continue to peacefully protest and, and see the same result. Um, so to everybody out there that, you know, feels some type of way about this, that, you know, whether you directly affected, indirectly affected, whatever, man, definitely take some time to do what you can, whether it's through protests, whether it's through social media, do what you can to really um, try to put a stop to this because we've been dealing with it for way, way, way too long. Um, and it's about time that, you know, our government, our, you know, um, different local, you know, municipalities and, and police forces and everything feel that level of frustration and feel that outrage that we have right now. So uh, until next time, man, this has been the Price Check Podcast. I am Josh Price, checking out here on the End of Zone Note. This is In The Zone. Uh, because it takes all of us, right? And again, they're doing a lot of great stuff. They, yeah, some of them make bonehead mistakes, but also when you do good, you deserve to get applauded. So that's why I started my Dues Award, and I love awarding someone or organization each and every week. Right on, Kelsey. I appreciate you doing things like that. Hey, you know, in leading the way. I love it. Thank you so much, and thanks for having me. And props to you all, too, for just a wonderful platform. I love coming on this show, and I hope St. Louis knows what they got in you. On the In The Zone Network.